Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. That's right. It is another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the program as Matt and I talk about investing finance and retirement. Matt, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great for a Monday and, and certainly better than what you told me you experienced. Yeah, Monday. My, Monday, my Monday has not been that fantastic. I had a flat tire first thing this morning. So yeah, it was not. A ha- I haven't had a flat tire in forever. When's the last time you changed a tire, Matt? Gosh, um, a long time, time, right? I personally have had one is, yeah. is, is probably 20 years ago. Yeah, me too. I was thinking the same thing. I got a big truck and I was like, I had to get the spare down and all that, you know, from the underneath the back. And I was just like, um, oh, I'm 48 <laughs> years old. I hadn't changed a tire in forever. I mean, I guess that's a oh, good no. thing, right? I guess I could take the, I guess I should take away. My wife says I should look at the positive, the silver lining. I should take away the fact that I haven't had to change a tire in a long time. So I don't know. But uh, there you go. There yeah. you go. But anyway, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> folks, uh, hopefully uh, your your Mondays are better here uh, on the podcast. And of course, Mondays with Matt is what we do. And so we're going to dive into this without further ado. Of course, let me always remind you that, you know, if you need some help uh, and you hear something useful on the program, you can always let Matt know uh, that you'd like to talk with him at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. All right, Matt, let me hit you with my headline I want to ask you about. This is kind of interesting. A new study shows that 37% of U.S. households are, quote-unquote, free and clear, meaning they no longer have a mortgage. So is that figure higher or lower than you might have expected? So thirty-seven, almost 40% of American homeowners own their house outright. Well, that I assume that number is pushing higher with a higher number of retirees, but that does sound a little higher than I would have ex- anticipated or yeah. expected. The rationale, like I said, maybe as people get older, and I know with the last recession that we had, which is over 10 years ago, but people really felt the pinch. So I know rather immediately they started to pay off some of that short-term debt and probably wanted to feel a little more comfortable, get that mortgage out of the way too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little higher too. And I think that's actually a good thing considering, yeah, to your point, you know, such the recession that we had in 07, 08, 09 through that, uh, you know, two year window there that so many people bounced back and were able to bounce back and get a lot of that done. I think that's pretty cool. And it could be, to your point, it could be skewed by the, just the sheer number of boomers that are getting closer to retirement, but still pretty interesting. So I thought that was an interesting kind of headline there or in the news moment, if you will. So now let's turn to our main section of the program this week. I want to talk to you about responsible savers actually kind of leans in very well to, you know, people paying off their house, as we just mentioned. So even people who are really good, responsible savers, Matt, over the years can have some missteps or can have some challenges that they may face. So I want to talk about a few categories in this and just get your opinion on it. One of the places that people who do a, are diligent about saving, they maybe get a little too enamored to get, they fall a little bit too much in love with cash. And I know cash is king, all that kind of stuff, but there actually are some downsides to being a little too crazy about cash, right? There are downsides about getting uh, too much cash accumulated, yes. You know, the very first one that comes to mind is, you know, when people talk in general terms of financial planning, and this is general terms, every situation is different because you're all in a different financial situation. But typically what I like to see is some preparedness with cash on hand. So depending on who you listen to, some people say, well, hey, just save $1,000 in cash and everything else can go through your cash flow and and be spent every month or accounted for. But 
really we like to see in good planning, we like to see a little bit more than a thousand, you know, if we can see, um, you know, a few months of your expenses. So if you measure your cash flow every month, what income comes in, what, what goes out and uh, what you have left over, we like to allocate some money to be saved every month. And whether that's very little or, you know, after you're investing, after you pay your bills, you should accumulate some cash. That's going to put you in a strong financial position for emergencies. Yeah. And uh, in financial planning, you know, having an emergency fund is number one. Having three months maybe of your expenses. Really, when you get past three months of expenses, you know, you can face anything and live for three more months in peace. That's a pretty strong feeling. But then after that, you know, one of the downsides of having too much cash is inflation. You lose purchasing power. So if I have a stack of money, let's say it's $10,000, and um, I hang on to that money and don't earn any return on it for 10 years, at about a 3% inflation rate, that 10000 is still going to be there, but the amount of goods and services that that would buy would equate to between six and $7,000 in today's dollars. Right. So right. It, inflation just erodes the purchasing power of our money. It's not like it zaps and makes your money disappear. But as prices increase, the same amount of money just buys less down the road. So we got to be conscious of that. Inflation is the number one downside to having too much cash. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, if you put all your money in a safe and you pull it out, you know, 15 years later, there's no magical money bunnies in there that are making more of it. It's going to be the same, you know, 100,000, let's say, <laughs> right? And when you take it out, it, it, so it might be the same 100 grand, but it's not going to buy the same amount of goods and services 20 years later that it bought when you first put it in there. So, yeah, so just be careful that you're not, you know, losing money safely by getting too enamored with cash. Same thing when when it comes to risk, Matt. You know, so when people save aggressively over the years, their riskometer, if uh, for lack of a better term, maybe gets a little broken, and so they kind of get a little, you know, askewed as to how much they're actually taking in risk. Yeah, Mark. So that's very true. When when people get set with a systematic savings program or investment program, like in a four hundred one k, which is really good to do, by the way, I highly recommend it. <laughs> right. Um, but when we start pumping money in, we want to pay attention to where that money goes inside of that plan. So let's assume you're in a 401k. As you mentioned, a lot of people do this. And so they're investing in maybe that aggressive fund that they set up 20 years ago. And uh, as a near retirement, they kind of forget to maybe reallocate or change that to become a little more conservative. So as your, your cash continues to flow out pre-tax, or even if you're saving in a Roth, 401k, but you're putting money in the market, you got to be conscious that, hey, as we get closer to retirement, we may want to reposition that. Some people will maybe take on a little bit more risk than they should. The other way that we can go or, or the opposite direction is, hey, we're putting all our money in a fixed interest account and um, maybe we're not getting enough return. So cash, as you said, is king. And we want to make sure that what we do with our money fulfills our greater purpose. What is the purpose of our money? Is it retirement? Is it enjoyment today? Or do we need to save it up? Maybe we want to use it for a family expenditure, vacations, or you're helping the kids through college. And, you know, I get asked a lot of questions about that too. So where can I put my money and get a high rate of return for college? But I've only got four years to do it. Really, if you haven't started saving or investing by now, you're really shorting yourself. So Definitely call your advisor, get in touch with us if you have questions about cash, where it should be positioned, how much risk you should be taking with it, and uh, 
you know, we want to make sure that you meet all your goals. And in order to do that, you really should start a plan early. The earlier you can start saving or investing, the better, and then strategically plan that out. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you're when you're talking about any of this stuff again, folks, if you've got some questions or concerns and you want to talk with Matt, you can check him out online at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's a great place to uh, check out him and the team. Learn more about his practice at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the podcast as well and on, on Apple or Google or whatever platform it is that you choose. But we're talking about responsible savers and, and how sometimes you can you can kind of get yourself into a little trouble by doing you know so well. I know that seems backwards to think, hey, I've done this really responsibly, but I might have some missteps. Well, it's sad but true. And they're easy and it's good that you're doing you know responsible saving and you're definitely ahead of the curve. But just don't forget about a few of these things. That's what this podcast is about this week. And with that, pumping all that money into a retirement account like a four 401k. Don't forget about the ticking tax time bomb. And because that's what it's going to turn into all that great saving, all that diligent saving is fantastic, but maybe start to address or have a plan, work with your advisor, right, Matt, on how to minimize that tax time bomb. Absolutely, Mark. So that's another thing that people kind of forget about. Um, We run into clients that over time or or people that come on board have saved up money and um, they forget that when they take the money out of these retirement style vehicles, whether that's a 401k, IRA, or even just uh, an annuity, that what happens is that money's deferred, which allows them to compound the interest and it's excellent. But with that strategy, all the earnings come out and are taxable down the road. So in qualified vehicles like your traditional 401k and or a traditional IRA plan, the government lets you take a tax deduction when you put the money in. So a lot of times when you sign up for that 401k, pre-tax dollars go in, it grows and accumulates on a tax-deferred basis so that you don't get the 1099 for the interest or the income. And then when we take it out down the road, the government requires they want to get paid. They require the taxes to be paid then. So all that comes out taxable as ordinary income, not as a long-term capital gain. This can really screw you up in retirement when we talk about taking income from these plans and adding it to our other income. Social security becomes taxable at a certain point, whether you're single or married filing jointly. So we hit the first threshold and our social security payment becomes taxable now at the tune of 50%. And if your income's high enough, you hit 85% of my social security gets taxed. So you gotta be careful, you gotta plan, you gotta use an advisor for these kind of things. The average person doesn't save or invest with these things in mind. So also when we save cash, some people will put that in a maybe a variable annuity or a fixed annuity. And uh, that's another retirement vehicle. You have to be 59 and a half in order to pull that money out without a penalty. But then also the principal in an annuity isn't taxable when it comes back to you. But the accounting method is the last money in, first money comes out. So anytime I have an annuity and I, hey, if I save and I get like a 4% rate on my annuity, I'm pretty happy, you know, guaranteed rate. But when I pull that money out, all the interest comes out first, and then I get to my principal. So all that, again, is taxable as income, not as a long-term capital gain. So you have to know the rules on the type of vehicles that you save or invest that cash in. So as you mentioned, cash and saving cash is a good thing. If you're looking for tax deferral, just be aware of when you'll need to use that cash. 
And then, as I mentioned, have a good emergency fund so that's yeah. non-qualified or just maybe that's in your personal account or your joint account or a trust account that we can access immediately without penalty and without income tax. So definitely talk to an advisor and the ticking tax time bomb. And just what you said, I um, actually um, have a book called Defusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. I kind of co-wrote that with another CFP. So if you'd like a copy of our book, definitely give our office a call or shoot me an email and I will uh, send that out to you. It's defusing the ticking tax time bomb on our 401k and IRA plans. Absolutely. If you want to get a copy of the book, let Matt know, let his team know. 989-401-2949 is how you can reach out to him. 989-401-2949. Or you can email him at matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. There's also a link on the website. You can go to greatlakesretirementsolutions.com and get a copy of that book as well. Well, I think that'll do it for this week here on the podcast, Matt. I think I will just leave with a final thought that if you're saving really well, you're doing all this great stuff to plan for retirement, just don't forget one key piece, and that's to live a little. Remember the whole point of all this saving and all this work and all this preparedness to get ready for retirement is to enjoy it. And I do think sometimes people who are really diligent savers kind of get so into that mindset that they forget why they're saving, and that's to enjoy your retirement. That's exactly right. And a real good example of that is, uh, you know, just people watch a, a budget and some people are so meticulous at spending everything in its category. But the reason, and I and I keep this at the forefront, my true purpose for money is love and enjoyment. So I like to show love to my family. And, um, you know, recently was able to attend a football game with my son. And, um, you know, it's those kind of things that, hey, this is a planned expense. We're going to go all out and uh, whatever you want to eat or drink along the way. Um, This is why we work so hard. This is why we save and invest. So don't forget to enjoy those moments, as Mark said. You definitely have to take time to smell the roses in life because life is short as we continue to to learn and uh, you leave it all behind. So why not enjoy it while you have it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, thanks so much for your time here on the podcast. This has been Mondays with Matt of course, here with Matt Starkey, investment advisor representative and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, serving you here in the Saginaw area. Go to the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That is greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Subscribe to the podcast, share it on Facebook or Twitter, and check us out on Apple or Google or whatever platform of choice. Don't forget you can download a link to the book Matt mentioned, as well as if you've got questions, just call and get on the calendar. Come in for a complimentary review, 989-401-2949. For Matt Starkey, I'm Mark. We'll see you next time here on the program. Thanks for listening to Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.